Welcome to episode 171 of Nobody Special. In this episode, we talk about Bob Ross and greed. The Gospel Post presents Nobody Special. Hey everyone, welcome to Nobody Special, two nobodies talking about the somebody who matters. I'm Danny, your host and happy accident of Nobody Special. And I'm Caleb, the other host of Nobody Special. This is the podcast where two generations of people talk about God, pop culture, politics, and everything in between, all while not taking any of it too serious. Isn't that right? Yes. My... Caleb, I'm not going to bury the lead here. Today we are talking about the Netflix documentary, Bob... Bob Ross. Ross, uh, the joy of painting and greed and... Betrayal. Betrayal. Something like that. Uh, But there was another announcement that came out today that I really... I... I need to confess some things I watch on television that others may find weird. Okay. Um, I don't... I, I think I've brought it up on the podcast before. Let's hear it. But sometimes I tell people I watch this and they're like, oh, I'm just disappointed in you, Danny. Oh, I, I have a feeling I know what you're going to say. And also people would be disappointed in me too, if that's the case. So let's just, well, let's just rip on. the bandaid off. On the count of three, we both say it at the same time. Okay, okay. One, two, three. A- great British <laughs> background. Great background. Great British baking... <laughs> <laughs> what happened? Great, Are you okay? Great British baking, great GBBO. That can't be what you're gonna say. That is absolutely what I was gonna say. Oh no, no, great no, no. British bake bake off. There we go. You wow. just re- you just wanted to great. make me no. the weird one, huh? No, we. I mean, I That's was. That's such a normal thing to watch. What are you talking about? Not for like it. So like, I the understand. Great British baking show. Great British bake off. Is it? Are the are they different? <laughs> No, but it is GBBO. The Great British, British Baking Bake Off. Show. It's definitely Bake called Off. Baking Show. No, you are 100% wrong. <laughs> okay. Uh-huh. How many seasons have you seen? Of I've Baking seen Show? all of them. The Great British Why Baking Show? Why don't you show? get on your little computer over there and look it up? <laughs> I don't think it's called that. Yeah, you're wrong, though. You are 100% wrong. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, tuning into our audio form. I'm going to narrate it now. Oh, um, no way. Yep, now Caleb is at the realization that he is a dum-dum. No, 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 it says baking show right here, though. It's called Great British Bake Off. But also, it's called... No, it's not. Look, it says Great British Baking Show, Season 5. GBBO. That's not even it. Those are the wrong people. No, look, it's... Three of them are gone. Paul Hollywood. Now, first of all, I so I'm excited they, they're, they're working on a new season that's coming out. Um... How emotionally withholding do you have to be, Paul Hollywood, if people are craving for a handshake from you? That, to me, is the most arrogant thing in the whole yeah. show. It's like, ooh, do I get a handshake? It's a handshake, homie. Give them a handshake. These people are doing great. Hey, I'm also, I'm, I'm not going to let you live that down, but it also says Great British Baking Show. Right. So, But it is. We're both G-B-B-O. right. Mm, no, we're both right. But in another hey. way. Hey. We're also not. We're both right. 
Uh, no, um, I am not going to have to look it up, too. Oh, it says baking show there, huh? Isn't oh. that weird? Oh, look, the verified account and not the fan account of like, or the fake account says oh, British okay. Bake Off. But it's both. It's both. So you can blow it out your butt. Oh, <laughs> wow. I was trying to find a word that starts with O. It doesn't. Look, great British Bake Off. So, um... <laughs> I would encourage <laughs> our you. our audience to email us, but it doesn't matter because I'm looking at it and it definitely says Bake Off. But it says Baking Show here. The IMDb says Baking Show. So what do you say about that? I think it's both. Hold on. Scroll back up. That's not the actual title, though. Yeah, That's but just, in uh, another way it is. I think what this this is the scenario in which... The British title is probably different from the American title for um, some odd reason. Like Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone and Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. You're right. I'll check thegreatbritishbakeoff.co.uk and it says, yep, 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 you're dumb. Oh, <laughs> you're super dumb. I don't think people realize that they were going to tune into this show and realize... Uh, and, and listen to our argument because well, it's not an argument. You're, you're totally. We are wrong. both right. All right, I am willing to shake your hand and be a man and admit that we are both right, right here. It is messed up that they're craving a handshake from a man. Do you like? I mean, do you know how messed up that is? Shake my hand. I'm not shaking your I'm hand. Craving a handshake from you. Why are you craving a handshake? That is sad. That is like, I think you need a hug. I think you need a hug. Please, Danny, indulge me. It's going to be all right. It's going to be all right. Just cry it out. It didn't really quench my cry out. You're wrong. Here, here. Even borrow my mic. There you go. Hey, guys. Just cry out how wrong you are. Okay, sorry. Uh, Anyway, they're coming out with a new season. I'm super excited. Uh, This is one of the shows that I get unnecessarily angry about. Uh, Except this past year, when they made the right decision, when Peter won. Um, And... Peter won. Yeah, this is one of the few programs that I've gone through and said, I would like to be their friend, which what is about, the weirdest parasocial relationship I've ever been in. <laughs> like, What about Peter 2? Hmm? <sighs> I hate myself. That's, that's the worst. <laughs> that's the absolute worst. Even if we were half correct earlier... You're uh-huh. you're now fully wrong. That's yeah, yeah. I'll agree with that one. I'll but agree. but uh, British Bank Off though, I I appreciate it because it's just they. I don't even think there's like a cash prize. I just think they're doing it in order to become like Star Baker. Mm-hmm. So yeah, you know who my favorite character is is Noel Fieldings. Is that his name? Noel Fielding. He's just singular. He's yeah, just one of them. <laughs> And and that's not a character. That's who that man is. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I just favorite I, I have to say character cake. because he's so much like a character. He's that... quite a character. Yeah, yeah. What a card. Um, you, you know, he's he's hilarious. Actually, I mean, he's very funny. Uh, but he is we he is definitely strange. I've seen him in a few things. I watch a lit- a lot of British television, uh, specifically the panel shows. Um. And they're all very funny. Uh, mm-hmm. Eight out of ten cats. That one's not super appropriate. Uh, Taskmaster is probably my favorite at, at this point. But there's something about Great British Bake Off mm-hmm. that is just fantastic. And I enjoy all the episodes and they cannot come out fast enough. Why are you... You have your own computer. What are you doing? Get off. Mm-hmm. 
so. I want to prove you wrong so bad because I know I'm right. Yeah, but you're not. But anyway, well, there's another thing. Now, this I tend to scream at, but there's other programs I don't scream at at all. Mm-hmm. And they're actually quite calming. Yeah. Caleb, a new documentary has just come out uh, about Bob Ross. Yes, our favorite painter and yeah. guy. Let's just be honest. Yeah. I. So here's how I got into watching uh, this man paint. Mm-hmm. Um, so like I, for a while, it's, I don't want to say ASMR because then we're really getting into Oh, it some, is. It definitely is. He was doing ASMR before ASMR was a thing and it mm-hmm. was very relaxing and at the time I was having trouble sleeping and I found this guy with an afro just painting and it was so calming and then mm-hmm. a good kind of manner this man put me to sleep multiple times Literally, this I'm just, the same way that's yeah. how I got into Bob Ross too mm-hmm. and, and wow, then look at us bonding over ASMR and and there's a thing about him painting that it's just like he's gonna create this m- magical place in 30 minutes mm-hmm and and every time I've I've turned turned on the program because they're all on YouTube now they're like millions of views each episode yeah uh, every time I've turned them on is 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 this this the dude puts paint on there and you kind of stop and think like what is he doing this is weird this is strange <gasps> it's the most beautiful mountain I've ever seen yeah like it it just changes at at a point to just like, and now it is a mountain and it is immaculate and beautiful. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so I was actually pretty excited about this documentary and then I watched it. Yeah. How did you feel? How did, so it, it for those who haven't uh, gone through the documentary, it does get into the, I don't want to call it the gritty backstory of Bob Ross. Cause that sounds weird. That's but, what, okay. That's um, what I thought it was going to be about. Mm-hmm. I thought I was going to watch this film and come away from it. Like hating Bob Ross, right? It's like no one knew his secret him. that he yeah. killed his neighbor. You're like, oh my gosh! <laughs> like, um, the crimson paint was actually blood. But honestly, I came away. That's super cheesy, <laughs> and I just have to acknowledge. That. <laughs> um, I came away from it actually just liking him the same, if not more. I mean, he's just he's a cool guy. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, except the whole cheated on his wife yeah, thing. Yeah, that's not great. That's what I was yeah. saying. There's, there's some things, like, yeah. he's not perfect. Cheated and, on his wife. And no. to be honest, I never thought he was. And and he's the type of, like, person. But I, what I would call it is this film was very validating. Because I watched his videos, and and you think he's great, right? Mm-hmm. But, like, you always have that, whether it's Bob Ross or any mm-hmm. celebrity you see, like, you always right. have this sneaking suspicion that they're, like, honestly right. an evil person. Um, uh, I have a stunning distrust of people who smile too much, mm-hmm. except for Bob. <laughs> like, except for Bob, that's yeah. just like no, that's genuine. That's how that man is. Literally, yeah. And like I, you said, I he's do not have perfect. A weird but distrust of people who smile that much, though. And you should. I you should. right. I feel very Maybe not vindicated. a distrust, but you should. You should look into that. It's a distrust. <laughs> like it's, <laughs> everything's great all the time. Is it? I want. Uh, anyway, I don't want to get into that. Go ahead. Yeah, I cut but. You off. Um, it was it was validating in a way to to know that he's kind of what I expected him to be in mm-hmm. a way where like I knew he wasn't gonna be perfect, but there was nothing like groundbreaking mm-hmm. about 
this story. Right. As far as Bob Ross is concerned. Right. But there are some very sad things that happen. And this story wasn't what I expected it to be, which is why it was kind of more interesting in a way. Mm-hmm. Um, and I liked it. It mm-hmm. wasn't like that interesting of a film at mm-hmm. the same time, but yeah. it was... It wasn't... It was cool because it, it was wasn't Bob charting Ross. new ground of, <laughs> of just... You know, here's the untold truth of Bob Ross. You know, it, mm-hmm. it wasn't doing that kind of thing, kind of the sensationalist stuff. But it did get into the story for things and 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 parts and questions people did actually keep about. Hey, this is weird. There's a company behind him now, mm-hmm. and the and and just the backstory of of all the business of that. Yeah. But um, I I the the part about him cheating on his spouse that was a little weird for me that was like mm-hmm. with the business like owner the lady. director yeah yeah um that was a little kind of like yeah i mean they say never meet your heroes and and this is kind of one of those things of i could have gone without knowing that not that it like changes anything because everyone struggles through stuff absolutely mm-hmm. but i i could have i could have gone without knowing that i i appreciate that they patched it up uh, and didn't try and mm-hmm. and just go to Splitsville, but um, yeah. I mean, honestly, though, this sounds terrible. But never mind. I'm not gonna say it. It's just <laughs> zip my mouth right now. Where are we going with this? One? <laughs> wasn't I wasn't gonna say anything too terrible, but it was just not worth saying. <laughs> so I'm just gonna. <laughs> I'm not I'm as intrigued <laughs> as you are. <laughs> but the yeah the cheating. On his spouse thing was interesting and honestly, in a way, like expected for me at least at the same time. Like, I don't expect people who aren't Christians to to live by a Christian life at the same time. Pretty sure he's a Christian. Pretty sure he is. He, I, I mean, he did talk about God a lot for a painting show. For a painting show of stills and nature pictures, he definitely talked about God a lot. Mm-hmm. I um, guess so. I mean, I don't know. I I've never heard of that before. Mm-hmm. Um, and I feel like they probably would have brought it up if he was a practicing Christian. Who would have brought it up? The documentary. Netflix. The documentary. The one that put out the one about the tw- uh, the tweens twerking. <laughs> no, Netflix would have swept that under the rug. Uh, yeah, I'm pretty sure Bob was a Christian. There's some places that are saying he is, um, you know, so yeah, yeah, but even in a non-Christian kind of sense, I don't mm-hmm. feel as if <clears throat> cheating on your wife is generally, uh, oh, no, that's not behavior great. either. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like, no, it's okay. They're not Christian. Nah, it's still not. Okay. But at least, at least he had the integrity to stay with his wife. Yes. You know? They, they worked it out, mm-hmm. which is good. Right. Um, um, the, their explanation that the guy gave was like, it was years we're all having sex yeah, with everyone. Yeah, it's like, was like, okay. Like, yeah, I mean, you can cut this out if you want. I'm like, you, if you ever going to say that you need to know that's making it like, that's yeah. the thing that gets in there. That's the thing they want, you know? Yeah. So, and, and his wife, uh, I think that was his friend, uh, <laughs> interviewing his friend and his, in in the, uh-huh. yeah. And she's like, no, no, come on. You know, like. Yeah, like there's Gary on with his bullcrap. Yeah, <laughs> like, so, yeah. Uh, I thought it was really cool to see the behind the scenes of everything too. Mm-hmm. I always like that, right? Um, and knowing, 
<laughs> I mean, it's so simple, like the way they filmed it with the just it's a black yeah. backdrop. But honestly, I didn't even know about the show that was before him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how it was literally exactly yeah. the same setup. I've yeah, yeah. That guy trained him. I've I've mm-hmm. the, I've cut Oops. a few of those episodes. They are not nearly as relaxing as Bob Ross's. Yeah, that's and what they were saying. If anything, they're jarring and will wake you up. Yeah, um, which <laughs> which is fine. It's just a different yeah. style. I would not prefer that. But yeah, I I mean that was kind of the the thing they mentioned is that he was trying to do this thing of very intentionally trying to whisper and keep things quieter because of of his of his audience a bit being different. So mm-hmm. I mean they had the abrasive painter. Now they needed the guy doing the joy of painting. Yeah. And from the beginning, so I mean, if if you haven't figured it out from us just talking about it already, this is exactly what the documentary title says: mm-hmm. betrayal and greed. And and so from the beginning of the story, uh, it talks about Bob Ross meeting this woman and her husband, and the Kowalskis, really, the Kowalskis, the Koalas, and. Danny didn't like that. Fine. Carry on. All of my jokes are being shot down tonight. Um, he meets them. They hit it off. She really likes like his mm-hmm. energy and vibe, I guess, and thinks that he would be really great on camera. Or not, not really. They didn't think about that at first. But in painting classes and teaching people that he has such a, a, like a lot of charisma to where mm-hmm. it would really... Um, be a good business and she in quotation says i want to bottle this up and or package this up and sell it mm-hmm. basically him which and that's what is exactly they did. what they did yeah. <laughs> which is they, crazy look at that just connected my head they stole that man's image yeah plastered it on all kinds of things including paints everything else and it was even a struggle to maintain the quality of the oil paints mm-hmm. uh and it was all about trying to turn the profit now, when when this kind of stuff happens, I I tend to ask, is this a case of an idea snowballed, or is this the intent? It was to just profit off of another person, because as all things are said and done, um, the family of Bob Ross doesn't own his likeness or name, yeah. which feels weird yeah, for the last name weird. of Ross. Yeah. It was a name that his children have and can't super use. Didn't they try? They tried to sue his son for like using his, his own, last name. Yeah, yeah, his last name essentially. And and by his, I mean the actual son's last name, not like Bob. You know. And from viewing the story, I would say just from that statement mm-hmm. alone, this was a very intentional thing. This isn't something mm-hmm. that snowballed over time. I think honestly, you could. Say mm-hmm. what you want about them. They're good I mean, business people. They're phenomenal business Very people. good yeah. business people. They they had all the contracts set up from the very beginning. Mm-hmm. They had um, wiretaps on all of the phones. They recorded each phone call. They knew what they were doing and what they were getting into. And that's what's so sad about the story is Bob just really didn't. Mm-hmm. And his yeah. sweet little soul right. Um, right. just got just carried away paint. in this thing. And yeah. And the sad part to me, what it all came down to is like, for me at least, was they were talking about his last couple weeks alive on his Mm -hmm. deathbed. They were calling him and arguing, trying to get him to sign a contract 
to get his image to be able to use his image right. and likeness and name to own his image and likeness yeah, yeah. and this is a really weird thing which to... this was the confusing part they never actually obviously they got it in the long run but they never actually said that so which I was confused well because I think the 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 battles are still happening they made the documentary but the story's not finished right they're still trying to figure out like who owns Bob Ross's face because mm-hmm. uh, it's iconic. I mean, even if it is a perm, which I, I will say that was the saddest thing I learned is that it was a perm and not his actual hair. Yeah. What is Sad. the pad? Don't you like put the curls in and stuff? Yeah, I'm not really sure, but it essentially creates an afro. Yeah. Um. Yeah, it's a makes it curly. A hairstyle produced by the setting of hair in waves or curls. Hmm. Ooh, and you use chemicals, yeah, so it's permanent. Seeing his him his photos before he mm-hmm. had the fro was honestly concerning for me. Yeah, because it's like definitely him, but it's not. Right. Um, but no, I I mean I think there is this this potential that the Kowalskis uh, started off and they just cared about him and were trying to maintain the v- v- the v- v- vision of the thing he's trying to do, mm-hmm. even if they didn't understand it the best. Right. Um. I. 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 I want to keep that open as a possibility because I think it could be, uh, getting kind of hard to keep that point. But mm-hmm. because I, over time it did turn into, in my opinion, which by the way, all the things here are Caleb and mine's opinion, and no one else because apparently the Kowalskis are very litigious. These are just our opinions, and we hey, are discussing. We own one of your bubbles. So please give us a part. We didn't pay for it. That we sounds like own we it. stole it. <laughs> yeah. Someone we didn't. Our first Bob Ross bobblehead. Danny actually had in his apartment when we first started recording mm-hmm. the video mm-hmm. version of this podcast. And we just put it on and there. We put because... it on there. And then the story goes: Didn't your mom like step on it or something, and it broke? No. What happened? Wait. Do you want to grab him? Yeah. Oh, he's still here. Yeah. We had an accident. Um, we're very sorry, Bob. But if you're if you want to see this, you can uh, tune we in. We had an accident where Izzy, my my oh, my first dog. Izzy, huh? Um, <laughs> I like how they just put the blame on your mom. <laughs> right. Sorry. <laughs> uh. So so first of all, he took a tumble a couple of times, and then Izzy got him. Right. And now his kappa is detated. Yes. So uh. People who watch the video will know that this bobblehead did come back for the Halloween episode. Yes. Because it was spookier and Caleb and I do this kind of stuff in our episodes all the time. (laughs) Just small things that make us chuckle. But yeah, here, we'll we'll put them both. We'll put them both there. We'll put them both out. Just a nod to... Bobs. And... Yeah, so we but, we own a bobblehead, right? Too, but all the I'll say this is our opinion, but I do right. think over time it became the, you know, this is their their income that they needed to protect, and I think that's the bigger issue, is, um, they there is, the draw of money and of finances and of that kind of thing, it it actually tends to bring people to this place that they don't need to be because it, it it's it draws a person in that they need to have more in order to be a 
successful person. And I mean, scripture has a lot of stuff to say about the finances and where our attention goes. But probably in this case, the most important thing is from first Timothy chapter six verses six through 10. That does talk about the problem in the pursuit of money. So Caleb, do you want to give that a read? Yeah. But godliness with contentment is great gain for we bought nothing for we brought nothing into the world and we cannot take anything out of the world. But if we have food and clothing with these, we will be content. But those who desire to be rich fall into, into temptation, into a snare, into many senseless and harmful desires that plunge people into ruin and destruction. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evils. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. So when it comes down to like chasing the financial aspect of things and trying to grow in that, I, th- I think that tends to be this kind of idolatry that people crave the gold. They crave the, For sure. the, the, the money, that kind of thing. And even if they started off in the best of intentions, when that becomes the goal and the ideal, it takes a person's perspective and changes it. Because the thing about money is there's always more to make. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's the part that the greed comes in is that it, it isn't even based on do, do I have enough? It's that do I have more? Is there more? It's this idea of a thing someone else has. I need that thing. Right. And when it comes up to the battle between money and God, I can't chase both at the same time. Mm-hmm. And if I'm trying to chase after the wealth as my goal, it's going to affect my standing before God. Right. I mean, I, so I've, I've talked to a lot of people that are, you know, graduating high school, going into college, that kind of thing. And, and there's this perfect, pervasive idea that goes around that to be a successful person is directly tied to your bank account. Right. And that I think is such a problematic cultural issue that mm-hmm. needs to be addressed that right. a person's um, success or failure isn't based in the amount in their bank account, but it's actually based in their standing before God. Mm-hmm. And, and, and there's a lot of pressure. And I've talked to a, 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 a ton of people that, 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 that they think to be successful means they they need to be in a job that makes a lot of money right but i'm the people that have a lot of money to be honest are some of the most miserable people i know yeah for sure i think it's definitely uh a problem Mm -hmm. and something that everyone feels Mm -hmm. at one time or another in their life i know i've felt that and i know that you've probably felt that and it's so interesting because it's it's honestly it's all around you mm-hmm. and when you think about it when you think about what the bible says that's just the furthest thing from the truth mm-hmm. and that's one of those things in culture like a lot of the th- a lot of the things in, in the world's culture you can very easily kind of like point your finger out and say yeah that's not right that's right. not right whether that's sex or right um Drugs, stuff right. like that, but money is the thing that is so scary because everyone needs it. You need it. You need some amount of it 
for sure mm-hmm. in order to survive in America mm-hmm. um, or wherever you live. But, and that's why it's so easy to slip into that mindset of, mm-hmm. oh, actually, I need well, in, more. What in, if I got these shoes or this this car? That would be nice to have. Like, in, And to be clear, I'm not claiming that all money is bad because there are those people that are like, if you have money, then you're not paying attention to the thing God says. I'm like, that's actually not what yeah, God's talking no, about here. True. Um it's a tool, and, and a tool is morally mm-hmm. neutral. It all right. all that is, it, in that passage in Timothy, it, it doesn't tell us that money is the, the root of, of a great deal of evil. It's the pursuit of money. Mm-hmm. It's, it's an internal thing going on in the heart of a person that causes right. them to chase after this this target that they can never actually hit right it's it's that that drives them to madness instead of 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 this um craving after the things of god yeah. and and it's interesting that in this it it isn't paired against poverty it's not paired against um those that have a lot and those that have not a lot it's actually paired next to contentment mm-hmm. that if a person is content in god they have all the things they need, right? And and but if they're not content in God, then they'll chase it through finances, and that just creates an idol, right? When we are content in God, mm-hmm. we realize that He is the provider of every of everything we need, so right? That's that's the difference to me. Mm-hmm. And in any time you're not in that mm-hmm. category. You're going to slide. You're going to slide away, and it's not going to be good. And that, I'm saying that from personal. Like, that probably mm-hmm. happens to me, honestly. If I'm being real, like once a month, mm-hmm. it's uh, it's very easy to just focus on um, your finances and and sometimes not even for me. It's not often like, mm-hmm. oh, I view this as, as success. It's like, oh, I'm I'm scared. I'm not going to make like enough money. That's the flip side of it. Mm-hmm. You know, like if you're rich, it's probably more of a temptation to just make more and more and more for you. But mm-hmm. for us people just trying to get by, um, it's honestly trusting, trusting God with your finances right. means I'm going to, I'm going to look to God and find contentment in him because I need right. to, I need to align my vision with the future kingdom of God. Right. And, and not in my current circumstances of of trusting money right you know you know there, there's this pervasive idea that i've i've walked a few people through even of um being able to live inside their means and you know there there are plenty of people that think they need to to put on this this a display of wealth and opulence in in in, in their day to day in order to be impressive in order to get business. Right. Um, and, and, and people giggle at that, but it's Tom Haverford. I mean, like it's Tom Haverford from parks yes. and, and, and people think that's, Oh, haha, that's funny. Except that's, I, I know people that do that. They, yeah. they, there, there's a thing to be stated of if I'm, make blank amount of money, I don't budget to go to a place that I cannot afford and and go. It's okay though, because I know God's gonna provide. Like, well, okay, right. I didn't buy a two million dollar house because I cannot afford it. Right. Um. And and if I'm gonna be a good steward of the gifts I've been given, then that then the, the, 
then there needs to be a contentment that comes alongside that to not need to impress people to have the biggest and fanciest stuff, but to be content because, um, especially as, as I mentioned in first Timothy, I came in having a nothing and I'm going to go out also having nothing. Right. And so everything else is this massive journey to, um, uh, uh, compile things and then give them away somehow. And, and that's a useless pursuit. Mm-hmm. It's sad. Instead, it there's contentment in being able to say, I am in my means. I am according to, to the things God's given me. I'm not going into debt. I'm not doing these things. I'm in the... I'm in budget. Right. And I think that is is a good way to honor and glorify God is by appreciating the place I'm at and not striving to be at a place God hasn't brought me yet. Yeah. For sure. And, and sometimes, like, not even brought you to yet, but mm-hmm. that you might never attain. Mm-hmm. You might right. never make above $25,000, you know, <laughs> depending on where you live. <laughs> Some places that's impossible to live by that. But, like... Talking to you, L.A. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, like, whatever that very small amount of money is, mm-hmm. that might just be where God has you for the rest of your life. And, and that doesn't mean that we should look at people mm-hmm. who have money with um disdain is that a yes word? Again, it is. I was like, is that the right word yes that's the one you're looking for <laughs> um and because because god's plan for someone else is very different than yours right and and that can come down to money too right and if the moment you start to think that oh god has more money for me is the moment that you're just not getting it because mm-hmm. Here's the thing. Um, when you make money, when you make a great deal of money, a lot of money, you know it's from God. Mm-hmm. And if you Hopefully. make the same amount of money, you know it's from God. The The thing is, however much money you're making, it is a gift from God, and you should mm-hmm. cherish it mm-hmm. and use it well and steward it well. Right. It's not, oh, I need to make this much money. Please, God, help me get there. Right. Um, it's... What money do you have now? Thank him right. for that. So, so part of the thing I've watched people endure many problems is that they think they need to project this image of of being um, of having it all together. And and the the problem in doing that is that you know no one actually believes it. Mm-hmm. Um, and when it becomes this projection of an image that isn't true. I mean, first off, that's called lying. Um, it's, I mean, we have words for it. That's lying. Mm-hmm. But also it, it it damages your relationships through other people, through other things, puts you in bad places that you need to be able to protect the image instead of understanding the truth that is actually there. And then out of that, when when I'm... Essentially, at that point, trying to protect the ego, uh, I think that's the point it talks about in Timothy of it's through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, so because in, in, in Christianity, it is about the pouring out of m- me to the benefit of others. It's it's that I crucify the me mm-hmm. in order that that God be glorified. And, right. and if I'm trying to 
cling to these things that are of lesser value and importance to God, then I'm clinging to a thing that God's trying to pry from my hands. Right. And, and, and that's to our benefit. I think that is the bigger part is understanding that if I'm trying to project the image, it means I'm turning my back on God in order to project this false image to impress people. When in actuality, the only thing that matters is how God views us. Mm-hmm. If, if my identity is in Christ, then the projection of an image that I want to be true doesn't actually mean anything if I'm in Christ. Right. So, so that's man, but, but, but battling the ego on that is absolutely difficult because it's this a projection of, I need to be a successful person mm-hmm. and that type of person has an expensive house, the best cars, the best clothes and all that. It's right. why a lot of um, people that get the lotto end up going bankrupt because they yeah. they thought this, it would answer all their problems and everything, would, they'd be happy again. And they're just not. Yeah. Uh, it, in fact, they did all the things to be quote unquote s- successful and ended up having l- well, they didn't even have the money they had as they started. They had a lot of things that incurred debt that they had to take care of that didn't appreciate and value you. And then they had less money than when they started. Right. Which is tragic. Yeah. I think being successful in in what the Bible says is being a good steward of what God has given you. And I'm not mm-hmm. even talking about money. I'm yeah. talking about everything. Your time. Right, your relationships, your money, um, and and apart from that, just your relationship with God. Mm-hmm. What are you doing to use your time to invest in your relationship with God? To spend time with Him, to pray. What are you doing to invest in your your relationship with others? To tell them about Jesus, to encourage them, to mm-hmm. be in community. And what are you? How are you leveraging the money you've been given? Mm-hmm to donate to give to the church you know it's a it's a tool money is a tool and tools are morally neutral right isn't isn't an indication of a person's ability standing status or anything else it is a tool but there's this weird crisis that all of us feel that the rich person is somehow better than us Mm -hmm. or or that the the more money a person has the better of a person they are when Man, I mean, even, um, you, you know, I know I've talked about this a couple of times because it's a really cool story, but uh, Jesus and the rich, young r- r- ruler, he had, I mean, there's only three things that all of us uh, know about him. He was rich, he was young, and he had uh, kingship. It's, I mean, you know, not as big as a king, but he had power, right. he had status, and he had wealth. Yeah. And so Jesus told him, go and if if you want to follow me, go and give up all three of those. Mm-hmm. Um, empty you of you in order to follow me unburdened. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I think that's the bigger idea, isn't that I've amassed all these things. It's that the person that I am isn't fundamentally different. If I have $2,000 or $2 million, 
that the, the, that the person isn't that different. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I appreciate, you know, there's that uh, kind of Instagram account, Preachers and Sneakers, mm-hmm. that where it, to me, it seems as if a fair amount of it is this pursuit of money and the display of that as prosperity. Um, and then you have John Piper who made it on there with a $35 pair of New Balance shoes. Mm-hmm. And that man, that man's got to have, I mean, he's got to be fine. Yeah. I mean, he can, he could probably afford a different pair of New Balance shoes, but he, he mm-hmm. just, I don't think he cares enough yeah. to like, well, I have to get the Nikes to, the, no, he doesn't, like, he, he doesn't care. Mm-hmm. Because to him, if he has, two million dollars or two dollars the plan is still clear to praise and glorify god and and point to him in all things and yeah and and express the gifting of teacher that that man keeps and so i actually enjoyed that they put him on there as a joke because he definitely had the pair of dad new balances go yeah uh, going on but um and it was hilarious because it's classic still, still brought up the price of it it was, i mean it was just like three dollars or something so yeah yeah, I think that that's good. And, and mm-hmm. if you if you want to get a pair of sneakers that are nicer than that, because mm-hmm. I mean sneakers are different, I guess, because they can be used as style too. You know, I don't. Well, it, it's it, it, clothing is interesting. It's one of those interesting things where like, do you just because you dress nice does that mean mm-hmm. you are spending your money poorly? Mm-hmm. So it's again it's it's a tool and even Timothy isn't Timothy isn't coming out to say money is bad. Mm-hmm. Um but but it's trying to check the internal working yeah. of a person. Okay. You just bought $3,000 pair of sneakers. Mm-hmm. Why? 3,000 I didn't even know they could go that. Oh, high. absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they they can yeah, they're insane. They are absolutely insane. But but I mean that's the question. Okay, they're not bad. They are shoes. Um and it's not as if it's uh the the um the devil shoes that Nosax did mm-hmm. or oh gosh, they did another pair or the blood demon shoes that Converse did or the other thing. Gosh, man, Nike, get your stuff together, my dude. <laughs> like, stop producing Satan shoes. Um but okay, if you y- you did buy a um, eight hundred twenty five dollar pair of shoes or or any of that, okay, why why do it? Yeah, you know, and and do I need a seven hundred dollar belt buckle? Yeah, you know, do do I need that? Um, and for sure. What am I trying to project by being intentional about the Dolce and Gabbana? Um, the fanny pack, mm-hmm. which is a thing, yeah, manufacturing I need, I need, thing for sure. But like, designer fanny packs are a thing. Mm-hmm. It's crazy. What like, what's going on? There's a lot of fashion things right now. I also just don't understand. Yeah, the fanny pack being one of them. But I mean, kind of going back into the Bob Ross thing. Mm-hmm. I think one of the things I enjoy about him is he's just able to. And you talked mm-hmm. about this too. He's able to enjoy um, the simple things, you know. Mm-hmm. And him getting involved in all this business stuff, he only did because he wanted to paint. 
mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> it's just as simple as that. He wanted to paint. He liked the outdoors. Right. And money was a byproduct. Right. And, and he made a lot, I mean, to, <laughs> he made a lot of fair, money. <laughs> he made a lot of it. Like, but he wasn't bad at making it. Yeah. And, but I think that that's, that's something that is special about him mm-hmm. is that like, mm-hmm. Never ever do you see him wearing fancy clothes or any of that. He's just like, I'm just gonna paint in my same and, outfit I wore. And get a perm time. every couple months. Yeah. I don't know how expensive those are. If you're if you do know, please let us know. They could be really expensive. I don't know. I'm and, sure it's like max two hundred dollars. And that is an image thing. I mean it 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 is an image thing and that I to Yeah. It, to be consistent there 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 comes a part that just trying to protect the image is stupid mm-hmm. um you know to protect the branding and i've i've been in branding conversations some of them are great and absolutely necessary and important because that's a communication tool mm-hmm. other times it's like you will protect the branding at the um, at the sake of theology and those right. i have been in not in my current church um in case you're listening you're good uh <laughs> so the, those are when it becomes more important to protect the branding instead of the theology or the, 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 the glorification of God, then that's mm-hmm. the part I have a problem on of like, well, that's not our thing. Um, no, the gospel is your thing. You as a church, as a Christian, the gospel is your thing. And to say like, well, mm-hmm. no, my brand doesn't, you know, openly talk about Christ. Like, well, then your brand isn't yeah. Christian. I mean, like, right. Like, well, I just, I can't it's do that. Crazy. I would lose a lot of followers. Yeah, probably. There's so. some churches out there where you have to scroll like 40 pers- posts down um, on their Instagram page to even see the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that's scary. A sure. Bit. And I think for for the average Christian, not just the churchgoer though, that needs to be a thing all of us take a peek into is, am I trying to pursue money at the sake of good theology or, or my relationship with God or um, am I more am I more into the personal branding mm-hmm. I mean if if God isn't a part of my personal branding I guess um, then that's really detrimental to my standing before God mm-hmm. um, you know those are are the people that I'd be concerned I get to heaven and God says away from me I don't know you yeah um, though those are the times that I get scared of that is is if if Christ doesn't keep a place in my daily expression of who I am. Right. Um, There's, and it's a big thing, especially in like secular culture. There's two names I can think of Charlemagne the God and this guy named Andrew Schultz. And it's related because my boss is like mm-hmm. friends with Andrew Schultz mm-hmm. and and he would, they have this podcast and they talked a lot about how like Jesus and Christianity would be like, great. They, they just need like a rebranding. Mm-hmm. And I remember my boss would always come up to me and he'd be like, do you think that like Jesus needs a rebranding? And I'd be like, hardcore. I just have to be like, no, <laughs> like right. he doesn't, the gospel doesn't need some presentation of right. um, graphic design or <clears throat> new, new words mm-hmm. to articulate it. It's simple. It mm-hmm. is, it is easy um to 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 learn and mm-hmm. and maybe not easy to learn but like it it is a simple thing that yeah. the holy spirit communicates to you it so, doesn't need it doesn't need some it will, fancy well, font like, yeah or, <laughs> i mean branding's a weird term that i think just gets thrown th- 
thrown out there a lot um, because there is an aspect of gospel presentation you contextualize. That's a much better term than branding. And if, so just to say something horribly stupid, uh, if the font that the Bible is printed in is a hindrance to people opening it, then yes, you should change the font of the Bible. Um, it's all papyrus. Well, please tell me that's not a thing. Only when it first came out. Only literally. Oh well, yeah. <laughs> and that's that, it. Yes. That's the dumbest thing I can say today. And there we go. Um, like, if it, it, it's it's the same cause of why we don't have the Bible in Latin right now because no one speaks Latin. So if if it was a case of Principio rat veritas. I've taken Latin. Me too. Greek, Hebrew, Latin. And I just French. said in the beginning was the word, I don't the word know. was with God, and the word was God. All right, papist. So how dare you? Say All right, no papist. One Latin. Get out of here with your holy <laughs> Roman Emperor Bible. Um, no, I mean it, there is a thing to be said about contextualizing the gospel, absolutely, but branding it. That one is is just kind of a I. The only expressions of this statement I know are offensive to some degree or another, so please forgive me. Um, I have a pastor, a friend of mine, who says the gospel's already sexy. Uh, it doesn't need makeup. Yeah. It's already sexy. Uh, <laughs> I like I, that. I kind of claim the same thing by saying don't tart up the gospel. Mm-hmm. Um, ever Because there are cases where people have put on a makeup in an effort to augment beauty and have gone the complete other direction because they put on too much you know yep. the, it, it doesn't you know don't tart up the gospel I, right. I don't cut stuff out to make it appealing the gospel is the gospel mm-hmm. uh, and at times it needs to be offensive yeah um, and it's not going to project this image of everything is great all mm. the time it yeah. actually Amen. has to struggle through the depths of our depravity right but it's already sexy. It's 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 good. It's it doesn't. We didn't make it this amount of time in order to just go. And now that Danny's here, we'll finally be able to better communicate it because he's gonna uh, get through the branding of it. Yeah, I mean, like that's that's arrogant to say that. Like, all right, I I can do the gospel better. Granted, I can uh, give it a context, but I can't make it better. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. And uh, that's something Paul talked about too. He just talked about the gospel doesn't need lofty speech or a fancy presentation to mm-hmm. for the Holy Spirit to work through it. Mm-hmm. The Holy Spirit can work through nothing, mm-hmm. to be honest. No words said out loud mm-hmm. <laughs> and reveal the gospel right. to someone. And Surely it doesn't need you to fancy it up. Right. And again, it's not that the fancy speech is bad. It's not. Right. It is a tool. And depending on the context, mm-hmm. you do need to crack out some fa- quote-unquote fancy speech. Because in many of Paul's other things, he definitely cracked it out. Yeah. Uh, and he, sure. he, if he had included a statement in, it, in other of his epistles, it, it was probably going to be like, I'm coming at you with a lot of fancy speech because I vehemently disagree with what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then lays into them for... 13, 16 chapters. Talking to you, Corinthians. Uh, so, so, or Romans, or man, like most of All those. Of yeah, a lot of them. <laughs> Galatians. But, but the, again, the fancy speech is a tool. Ephesians. Yeah, especially Ephesians. Yeah. 
it is a tool. It isn't the end all be all. Right. And I think that's the same thing in, in kind of the finances. It, it, it is a tool. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it, it isn't the end goal. I think what it, what it comes down to is in every decision you make when you are mm-hmm. just anything really, mm-hmm. you need to, to pray and, and consider mm-hmm. like, where's my heart in this? Mm-hmm. And, the moment you forget to do that is when things mm-hmm. like this start happening. Right. That you need to hold yourself accountable. And that's why we need to bring other people in our life too. Right. Because we can't do it alone. Right. We need God and we need people surrounding yep. us. And so just always, always as, I don't know who says, oh, John Chris says, check your heart. And. I mean, many. <laughs> many people say Many that. people say that. He became known he, for it. Yeah. But it's it's true. <laughs> said satirically though. So. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Because really, I mean, as long as you, you're keeping yourself in check, there's there's things that you can do. Like it's not it's not bad to use your money in ways that um bring bring you joy sometimes. Like mm-hmm. going to see a movie or eating out. Like there's mm-hmm. things that like or buying clothing. Just right. just make sure that it is it's coming from the right place. You right. Know? It's it's very easy for it to switch, but Keep it. Keep yourself accountable, and, yep. and the moment you start to do those things a lot or too many, or it's coming from the wrong place, mm-hmm. like I just, I had a bad day, so I'm just gonna go buy some shoes. You know, like that's not great, but just keep yourself accountable mm-hmm. and and pray through it. Right, and also know that a good pair of shoes can help you not have a bad day. Like I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna give the flip side to that <laughs> one. Sorry, some days I've had a bad day because my feet hurt. Like, yeah. Like oh, I need a good pair of shoes or uh, the right size. Gosh, you ever had the wrong size pair of shoes? Like oh, too that's small. You're sliding. Oh, too small. No, too small. Yeah, I rock climb in their skin oh, tight on my feet. It's the worst. <laughs> it's the worst. But anyway, all this to say, Bob Ross is fantastic. He's helped both of us sleep many, many times. times, many many times. I don't think in I've the seen the least weird way possible. I. Don't know what happens at the end of a Bob Ross episode. I really don't. Maybe he fires off a gun. I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. He's just like. I think it, it just, could be anything. I, if I remember correctly, what happens he, is it goes to like he, a full picture painting, and then there's like some weird graphics where he like paints it away. He takes the painting. He tucks it in. He kisses it on the forehead. Oh gosh! And says good night. Does a painting have a forehead? Yes, he paints one in right at the end. <laughs> um, I don't hey, like that. Speaking of falling asleep, I want to give a special shout out to a couple people. That feels meaner than I mean it to. Uh, I want to give a couple shout out to people who have lovingly <laughs> fallen asleep to our podcast. I'm not this sure what not, it says about our podcast. I don't know either. I interpret it as a compliment um, because I have such a soothing voice. Mm-hmm. Said no one ever. Yeah. Do you know what the weird part is? All right. All right. Sorry. This we've gone on too long anyway, but we're already here. Uh, you know, I have a speech impediment. Mm-hmm. Someone told me once, "You have a voice for radio," and I went, "No, I don't." And they were like, "Yeah, oh, uh, yeah, <laughs> no, I don't." You know, <laughs> and that's weird. But um, I I do want to give a special shout out to. 
I just outed them. For, I don't even know if I want to say that anymore. Because <laughs> I just outed them for like, we think your podcast is boring, so I fell asleep. No, uh, there are a couple of people that are near and dear to both of us that mm-hmm. we really care about. And we want to give some shout outs to a few of our listeners who didn't have questions, but still pay attention anyway. So Brady, what's up, my dude? You're awesome. Do you want to say hi to the other one? Hi, Gracie. She also fell asleep to uh, you. Um, So... It could be a weird experience. Not gonna For lie. me, absolutely, yeah. <laughs> what if we just randomly put out an ASMR episode one week? <laughs> like, didn't even tell anyone. Hey, I mean, welcome to the podcast. It, and ASMR and NPR are so very close. Let's do some ASMR. No, let's not. Okay, I'm done with this. Well, we want to hear from you guys. Uh, how did you feel about the Bob Ross documentary? Or how do you feel about the pursuit of money? And what are your thoughts on those? And if yeah. you have thoughts, we want to hear them. So the the best place to go is to thegospelatpost.com slash special. Form at the bottom of the page. You know how forms work. Either give us a question, say hi, or just anything else. Or ask for advice from probably the two least qualified people on the planet. Amen. <laughs> Rock on. <laughs> we both have different experiences in life that pertain to roughly no one else right. in the world. But we will do our best to point to scripture in the process. So please drop us an email or a, a message. Right. Um, Caleb, if they if they hate web pages but love social media. You can go to Nobody Special Podcasts on Instagram weird, and Facebook. How would that work? And you, and you can go there and comment. You can follow us. Mm-hmm. You can DM us. That's another way to reach out to us. Um, there's a bunch of ways. And mm-hmm. you can also go to YouTube. Did you already say YouTube? Uh, no. Okay, YouTube. And you can find us there at the channel of the Gospel Outposts. Comment there. That's another great way. Like, subscribe, um, ring, ring the, the bell. bell. I was like, what is the other and one? And then dab. Just a little bit. Okay, stop. YouTube that. knows you did it. YouTube is watching. They're they always are. I watching. I believe that. <laughs> Maybe. I do believe that. Um, but I think that's going to be for us today, right? I think you're right. Awesome. Well, I'm Caleb. And I'm Danny. And we are Nobody, Nobody Special. Special.